0: You're listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Hey, it's no secret over the years as a creative entrepreneur, I got a lot of leads coming in from Google and from organic marketing. I do love organic marketing and I especially love slow burn marketing. Today, I am talking with Claire. She's from CL Content Marketing and she specializes specifically in SEO, and she does work with a lot of photographers. So in today's episode, we do talk a lot about photographers, boudoir, newborn, wedding, elopement, whatever photographer that you are, we do talk about photography in this. But having said that, obviously this works across the board. It's actually literally not photography niche at all. So this works for any niche, no matter where it is, what you do, who you are, whatever, it's going to work. So why would you do SEO in 2024? Well, I do believe that it's really important that we have multiple sources of lead generation. You know, so whenever we put some work into lead generation, I've always say it's like a high value task because it can pay off tenfold. Like for example, if you go in and you start writing some blog posts, let's say it took you maybe 2 hours per blog post and you did 5 of them so it took you 10 hours. But let's say over the years, maybe you book 10 weddings from that or 10 engagement shoots or 10, you know, you sold 10 products, whatever it is. Then you can start seeing like, it's not worth it straight away, but whilst you're waiting for it, it's just another little hook out there catching fish whilst you're working on something else. So this is really important, especially alongside a strategy with like reels, TikTok, you know, content out there that's firecracker marketing, you're throwing it on the ground, it gets results instantly having something else that's out there can be more sustainable, especially if you're like myself, where you just don't want to be hustling every single day as hard and as intense that you need to be. Um, and you want something else to be bringing in some leads so you can have a vacation, you know, once a year or whatever else it is. So really important to make it way easier for you today. I have created a workbook to go along with today's show with a cheat sheets and links and everything else. I would love for you to go through, download that workbook and you can actually use that with today's show. So make sure you do go and do that. Link is just down below in the show. Last little thing is I am doing a giveaway. uh, One mentoring session per month for the next 12 months uh, to one lucky person per month that leaves a review to this show. I've got a big goal. I want to grow this show to become one of the biggest Podcasts in the creative space. And to do so, we need to get a lot more reviews and eyes on the show because if you recommend this to somebody and then they come over and then, you know, they want to know that it's got a lot of value in that forum and everything else. So if you have got a lot of value from me, why not just leave us a review? It's nice and quick. There's a link below. I'm pretty sure for now, you only can really leave them on Apple Podcasts. I'm really sorry about that. All my Spotify listeners, but you can go over there. Just download the app, make it happen. I don't know. You can do it somehow or you can do it online once you do do it though just screenshot send it to me on dms at jai so i can see it and you'll be in the run-in for a 45 minute session where i can dive into your goals your strategies the things that are working for you not working for you and whatever else it is we can make a plan to make sure that this year is going to be as good as you want it to be so if that sounds like something that you want let's go Hey Claire, so good to have you on the show and it's so good to have someone on the show that knows a bit about marketing. I know you are got a business CEO, content marketing, and um, today we're going to go over Google and SEO and everything to optimize our site. So, so good to have you on the show.
1: Yes, thanks for having me.
0: Hey, um, before we get started, I'd love to hear just who you are and why are you passionate about SEO?
1: Yes, I'd love to share. And... So this year is going to be my seventh year in business doing content marketing and my 10th year being in digital marketing and working on SEO. I used to be, I remember like back in 2013 doing some of the SEO strategies then and just watching how the like whole industry has evolved over the past 10, 11 years has been fun, but a little stressful at times, right? Oh, keeping yeah. up with all the trends and keeping up with Google. I niche down to photographers. Um, I still have a couple other clients, but um, photographers is who I primarily serve in 2021.
0: Can I ask why I, Why did you go and niche towards photographers?
1: Well, I guess twofold. I didn't really love working with them. I had a whole bunch of clients at the time, like across all different industries. And it was, this was 2020, early 2021. And I just was like, I just want to work with like, my favorite clients, <laughs> which I know you're not supposed to say that, right? That you have favorites, but... Really like working with photographers and I myself have been through the full service process with both of my daughters, like the mm-hmm. full, like, you know, everything's taken care of for you. You get to just show up and enjoy your session. And then afterwards creating beautiful artwork. Like whenever someone comes into my house, they're immediately drawn to my family portraits on the wall. I'm at my parents' house actually right now, but um at my house. You can see the beautiful portrait artwork. So I just decided to go all in and niche to photographers in 2021.
0: Cool, and you've been loving it ever since.
1: Yes, I love it. I and mean, people ask me, like, really, like, you know, they think it's. But you know, the cool thing about photography is there's there's niches neat the ni- like with niches, like you can work with like just brand photographers if you want. Or I have mostly newborn and family, but I have some pet photography clients, um, and I have clients all over like U.S. and I have a couple in Canada actually. Um, so it's been it's I'm I'm working with the same types of the same like photography you know same business photographers but there's still so much variety in my work where Mm. it's still really just fun and fresh
0: yeah that is really true hey it is a really big niche with lots of little sub niches inside of it do you find like photographers are pretty good at seo
1: well (laughs) how do i answer that i would say they know they need it yeah like my clients that come to me they know that My clients, you know, tend to, they've been in business now for probably seven to 10 years. You know, they've been DIYing and doing things on their own, which is great. And I, you know, we all kind of start out that way, just DIYing what we can. But they know that they needed to take it to the next level. They're ready to kind of start, or they have outsourced. And like clients have like a studio manager or some kind of support. So they're ready to outsource, um, especially with SEO, which I know we're gonna talk about, but mm. it's always like shifting and changing a little bit. So it's like another thing to keep up with, like what's the latest trend with Google? And with my clients that I work with, they're most, they're all creatives, you know, the ones that aren't photographers, you don't know, even are like creatives really. It's like the last thing you wanna worry about. <laughs> you wanna work on your craft and work with more clients. And, you know, reach your clients and one of the best ways to do that especially as a photographer but as a creative is through SEO and Google.
0: Yeah that's amazing. Hey so before we get started um, can you sort of bit of uh, paint a bit of a picture for us of like if I went and optimized you know my search ranking and my website and everything else what would that really do for me and my business?
1: it would create your own 24/7 salesperson that being google you could get leads to your site without having to well it takes some work up front and it's a long SEO is a long game um it really is but once things really get rocking it's the results are incredible like some of my clients are getting like multiple leads a week from google you know blog posts that we put up a year or two ago is still driving a ton of traffic to their site and they're not it's free traffic once it's set up and optimized so it is it's really it's really amazing to see it in play
0: it's so cool like inside my course i talk about slow burn marketing and firecracker marketing so uh, so many times like because we're like desperate for work usually in the last minute so we concentrate on firecracker marketing which is more so you know instagram or something that's out there real quick Uh, Maybe it's a Facebook ad or something like that. And we forget about the slow burn stuff that like can really be more sustainable, especially as you've been in the industry for a little bit longer. And I've even noticed lately, just even YouTube for me, like we have Mm -hmm. a video at the moment and we posted it a year ago and up to about last week, it had maybe 500 views and it just crossed about 14,000 views in the last like couple of weeks. And it's literally because, you know, it's just been there and then, YouTube just decides oh this one here should be seen by people and it's like I'm glad you know that I've put something out there and I've had the same happen with blog posts like I've had a blog post Mm -hmm. where literally for like I reckon maybe 18 months like no one's seen it and then all of a sudden it's become the biggest lead generator for my business and it's like whoa I'm so glad that I like wrote all those blog posts and one of them stuck
1: that's awesome yeah that's cool to hear
0: Yeah. Last little question before we get into it. And this is, this is like one I know for myself that I like to hear about. This one can be uncomfortable for some people because right now it is just so hard and scary with digital marketing because there's so many changes. And so it's not only just changes, but it's also like, where do we put our attention? Because there's so much attention gone all over the place, you know? So gone other days when it was just like SEO and MySpace and like literally nothing else. So now we we think about like creating something on TikTok that actually can be searchable as well or something on YouTube that can also be searchable as well. Uh, on Pinterest, like also can be long form searchable. So there is like plenty of places now for slow burn marketing. So for you, is it hard sometimes to sort of keep up with how AI is changing things and how different platforms are keep rolling out new algorithms and new changes and everything else?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there is... There is so much changing all the time, but I think it's for the better. I really do. I think, especially Google in particular, is trying they they're trying to answer their users' questions. Like that's what it is. It's like it's a product that like they want to answer your question. I'm saying they like <laughs> you can yeah. get Google a pronoun there, but really it it does. So it's trying to rank the best content that will answer users' questions. So And I do say SEO is like in your toolbox, like there's, you need to have like the full set of tools. You can't build a house with just a hammer. (laughs) Um, So I never say like, put all your eggs into one basket. Like I'm very passionate about like SEO and Google, but um, you can't just like work on your SEO and expect magic to happen. There is like a full, like holistic approach. Um, So you mentioned like, you know, TikToks now you can... Stuff can um, be searchable and rank in there, which is really cool. Like YouTube is like a huge search engine, or it's the second second largest search engine. So you can't just ignore YouTube, I mean. which I know that can be stressful. Then it's like, well, wow, where do I put my my attention? So I mean, it's really just a planning, like putting together a plan for yourself. Like, what? How much energy do you have? How many? What resources do you have to invest? And then deciding what works best for you. Like, okay, I'm going to. Listen to this podcast and come up with a few blog posts to answer those questions. Um, I'll try to, you know, dedicate an hour a week or whatever it is that you have handy, but not overwhelm yourself. Not think, okay, I'm going to write ten blog posts this week and they're all going to rank. It's all like we said, like a long. It's a long-term strategy, so it's deciding what, how much do you have to invest time, like money, resources, into this like part of the marketing toolbox now I'm I'm getting lost on my own analogy but I I like
0: it I think it is really important and one really important thing that you did say there is like you need that plan and I think everyone listening is just like if you try and just throw stuff at everything in every platform you're going to do everything not very well so you need to create yourself a plan and one step at a time is going to get you towards your goals so this is really really important and that's why i'm excited today to go in through these five different steps that you're going to bring us through and we also created a workbook as well that you can go and download and that's in the show notes just down below to help you along the way so let's uh let's get into it
1: yeah that sounds great
0: number one what do we got here
1: so, number one is identify your keywords. Sometimes when I talk about, you know, or when, you know, you hear about SEO or I'll mention like blog, SEO blogging here and there, um, I sometimes have, you know, clients say, well, I've been blogging. And then we look and they're blogging about sessions or, you know, they just had a great idea for a blog, which that's fine mm. too. To or the photographers and have, have
0: just only done photos, nothing else.
1: Correct. Yes. Or it's just like the beautiful Smith family or a wedding, you know, like this mm. wedding was amazing, you know. Which that's fine too. I'm not saying like, don't do that. or That's bad. That's not, I'm not saying it's bad, but we're missing is what is that keyword that Google or that what people are searching and that Google is kind of keeping track of. So I have two tools I like to use to identify yeah. those keywords. The first one is just the Google Keyword Planner. If you just Google it, you'll find it. Wow. Um, It's funny, actually, all the
0: Google um, tools I find really hard to find. And so I have to always Google it. And whenever someone asks me, like, Joe, where do you find Google Console? I'm like, you actually just Google it. It's it's the easiest way to find any of these tools. Yeah.
1: It really is because it's like search dot console that about slash exactly. like I know Google yeah. <laughs> for being the search engine giant it is Google is not very organized which no, I can get funny. into later if you want yeah but yeah so if you Google like the Google Keyword Planner or another tool that's like a little bit easier to use and also does a great job is called Keywords Everywhere you actually can install like, an extension on your browser and you can type in like Wedding or, you know, wedding photography or if you're, let's say, oh, let's say if you're newborn, newborn photography. And it will generate, like, what keywords people are actually searching. Now, with, you know, different industries, there's sometimes oh. different little nuances. With photographers, there's usually nothing, like, shocking. It'll be, like, newborn photographer near me or what to wear for newborn photos. But there's been little, like, nuances i discovered. Like, I, a client outside of Toronto, people were searching, like, newborn photo shoot. Mm. Like, maternity photo shoot. So okay that's the keyword that we need to kind of focus on and that's just there's we'll dive into the next uh, couple of steps. So that's like kind of the basis. like what are the keywords people are actually searching in Google and like that kind of will that's like our foundation of what we're going to actually create to help so
0: keywords those. are the actual words that they're keying in with their keyboard into Google to search for you.
1: Or yes, something to yeah. do with
0: your services. Can I give you a so little with your services? Can I give a little example of things I've done over the years? Sure. So I used to do this. Like I think I started my journey in SEO back in 2013 when I started my wedding toggle business. And for me, it was a really big important thing back then because it was like there wasn't too much to advertise on. So I was like getting obsessed with it and I and I really wanted to make sure I could do really well. What I worked out. For me, it was really hard to rank on um, Google for the big main keywords, which was like Melbourne wedding photographer, like really hard. Mm. So, mm. what I did was I looked up keywords and I started looking down the line of like, what are some things that people Google, but it's not at the very top. And then I'd go mm-hmm. through Google myself, and I'm like, oh, no one's actually done any blog posts on these, or there isn't any information. And there was, I think, there's two ones that's really stood out to me, and one was like, how do you use a sparkler? Uh, exit or how do you do a sparkler exit on a wedding day that was just a yeah. real simple one and I wrote a blog post on that and then another one was how do you use confetti on a wedding day you know for like an exit or something so I did one on that and those two ranked so well that after a while um, there was a few more that I did like that by default I started ranking for Melbourne Wedding Photography because they've seen I had lots of resources you know not yes. just targeting the one thing over and over and over and to this day, those um, blog posts still bring in leads and it's been te- it's been 11 years later. So that's pretty incredible. That's and still amazing. no one has done anything on those ones still because everyone always still wow. goes for the main things and no one really looks outside the box and goes, wait, maybe I could like pick up all the low-hanging fruit that no one else has actually served before.
1: Yeah, no, I'm actually glad you shared that. And that, we, I'm kind of diving into that in a different step a little bit, but something else is if you Google a keyword like exactly what you did, if you Google, your the keyword you're trying to, you know, get some traction on and you scroll and Google will have like users also searched mm. and you look at what those questions are and like what, I mean, with, I just did a blog post for a client. We were trying to generate some, you know, fresh topic ideas and I did newborn photography And then I scrolled and it said, like, it said, why does newborn photography cost so much? So I said, are you willing to create a blog post that answers this question? We didn't, like, put, Uh, we didn't actually put, like, literally pricing, but we just, the blog post title is, like, how much or how much is newborn photography and why or something like that. And then we just dove in. Here's what all goes into it. You know, the studio, setting up, the wardrobe, hair, makeup. And we just spelled out like why, why? You know, I'm doing air quotes. Like why it costs so much? Well, because it's a mm. service you're paying for. It's an experience. So. But I saw that question like, oh, some clients probably wouldn't go for that. they said, say, I don't want to write about that. But this client was like, yes, let's do it.
0: <laughs> people always ask those questions. You know, it's, this is just such a great way to work out like what your blog post should be. Even it, like I've got really funny ones because like, because um, I'm like an educated people Google my name all the time, but they always Google it with something else. So it would be like, Jai Long worth, Jai Long Wife and things like that. So oh. I'm like, <laughs> literally. And so I'm like, oh, I need to make a blog post, literally about my wife because if people are finding that and then it's like I could have a story like share some wedding photos and things like that it's like you know you're just serving up anything that people are actually looking for
1: that's hilarious and she's a photographer too right
0: she's a designer yeah that works so you could
1: like send her some business exactly her,
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and I think that's why like a lot of people do it as well because they know that she's got like um you know templates for sale and all that kind of stuff so they're trying to find Mm -hmm. her yeah cool so number one so just to sort of recap on that, there's two f- tools that we could use and that's going to help us find those keywords. Once we find those keywords and we can sort of look through, we can kind of, you're saying there that like you can see how popular maybe your keyword is or if mm-hmm. that question has been asked. And essentially what you're saying is you're simplifying everything and you're just solving people's problems on Google by answering questions that they have.
1: Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, re- I'm all, all about like repurposing, reduce, reuse, recycle, you know, if you if you find a question that's popular or being asked, use it for, you know, you write your blog post, use it for social media, create a couple of reels like talking about it or captions like on social media, Um, you know, make a YouTube video about it. I don't know, just so, like you can use that topic, but you know, it's not just like, oh, I'll throw it on Google and call it a day or throw it on Google. Sorry, I wish. I wish you could yeah, just come yeah. on Google, but put it on your website and call it a day, but now you know that's a popular topic if that's being searched on Google. Mm.
0: People are probably
1: wondering? So you could do like, you know, Instagram stories, you could do posts, you could do so many things.
0: Yeah, bonus tip on that is you literally could answer those questions by using reels. So it's like a lot of real content yes. out there that like no one's, and you know, your viewer literally wants the answer to that question. So why not? Why not? Why not? Number
1: two. Yeah, so the number two, and this one is a little technical, so I'll try to keep it like um, as digestible as possible. But that's actually using your keyword uh, throughout the page and making sure you're putting it in the right spots that Google is looking for. I say that because sometimes I, again, I people come to me and they say I'm, I did some stuff on my website or I added some copy or I did a few things and I'm not seeing any traffic or engagement. And I look and I'll like literally just do control F, you know, and look control, you know, control F to search the page for the keyword and I'll see it like one time. <laughs> and sometimes the it's wrong because spot. they were told like <laughs> in the wrong spot. Yeah. And, they'll, and they'll, sometimes they say, well, I was told to, you know, use it one or whatever. So we all just, we're all doing our best. But I'll be like, well, I only see it in one part in the copy. You know, you got to make sure it's in the title tag. You know, the title tag is when you, it's kind of like a, a back end little part of the page that you don't see. But on in most sites, like, you know, I'm trying to think, Squarespace, WordPress, Wix, all those good, like, you know, popular site builders, it's e- pretty easy to go in and put it in the title tag, like right out in the title tag with the keyword you're trying to rank for um, and the meta description. those are the two, like, like, I say, like the two really most important spots to have it on the page, because mm-hmm. that's what Google is kind of looking for first. And when you actually search something at Google and you see that those, the listing that's the title tag and the meta description. So you really want it in those two spots in particular. And then after that, you know, you just sprinkle it throughout the copy on your page. I don't want to get too technical with it. <laughs> just making sure it's on your page at least three to five times naturally. You know, you're not just shoving it in certain spots. You're just making sure it's in your copy, you know, naturally. I say you're writing to Google and your dream client, which we kind of get to next a little bit. But we're not just keyword stuffing. We're not just, you know, trying to use as much as possible. But just making sure it's on there like three to five times in the copy, in the headers, you know, would be mm-hmm. would be ideal as well. But just making talking sure about people are aware
0: of those. The home are you talking about across your whole website and all the different pages? Across,
1: across the whole website, all the different pages. Yeah. And making sure you're kind of focusing on a keyword per page. Sometimes, uh, you know, I'll see like it'll say like newborn, family, maternity, branding on like the homepage, which I know it's tricky in the homepage, but it's really important to focus on like one keyword um then you could build out other pages and blogs that like link back to it but um if you have too many keywords on one page it will be confusing yeah. to google and really your your client your reader
0: definitely this is why like and for everyone listening little bit of bonus content here but this is why you need to have a sales page for every service that you have because not only is it going to rank in Google because you've got all the right keywords for that one page, so you're not confusing Google, but you're not going to confuse your buyers. Your buyers that jump on your page, if you're a jack of all trades and they just don't understand, it's going to be really hard. But if they get onto your homepage, they like you, they know you, they trust you, and then they can go onto your services. It'll be so much easier.
1: Yes, I 100% agree. And I know I, I you know, I see this frequently, like I said, where a photographer just kind of like jam all their services on one page, but really it should just, your homepage should really focus on like your main service, which I know some photographers would be like, well, I have multiple. Well, what's the main service that like you... Want to rank for, and also what's your, Mm. you know, the one that's really bringing in the money. (laughs) Let's be honest. And then you can build out your other service pages and blog posts for your other, um, you can like even mention the other services. And I've seen that too, where it's like you focus on like the newborn, and then it's like across the bottom, you'll see like the other services that they offer and link to those pages. Like that works great too. Uh, But yeah, definitely you don't want to confuse Google or your, or your customer really.
0: Yeah. If someone's confused, they're not going to be buying. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, quickest yep.
0: way to kill a sale confuse someone
1: yeah uh, and with photographers and creatives like I don't rely on you can't rely on your photos for search engines you know people say well I have all these like my homepage looks beautiful and it does look beautiful but you just don't have a lot of copy I see that a lot too where it's like well your images are, are gorgeous like mm. but it's really important to make sure you've got you know some copy on here for it for your dream client and Google, if it's just mostly images, with a little bit of text, it's not going to be able to really rank that page.
0: Well, this goes into number three, yeah? So writing for Google and you think <laughs> Yes.
1: Because <client>. <laughs> I be talk about this as well. Yes. Yeah, so this comes up a lot too. So number three is writing for Google and your dream client, because I'll hear like, oh, like I'm writing for SEO and, you know, and, and it, think it just sounds horrible. It just sounds horrible, or <laughs> you think, or the flowery, beautiful copy that I see that's Which looks like
0: rank anyway. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's like it looks, it reads well and it's not bad, but we're, I don't see that your keyword anywhere. <laughs> mm. And so, and tips, you know, using the keyword as the anchor, like I said, you just put that in your brain. Like, let's, I'm just newborn photography. I keep going back to that. I know there's lots of other. I'll say brand. Brand photography, okay. So put that keyword in your mind. And we've talked about a couple ways to find some good topics to write about. We'll talk about a few more. And just like write about 10 ways to use your brand photography. Mm -hmm. And just naturally, write the copy out first. And sometimes if you have to go back and when you proofread, you gotta like add the keyword in a few spots. That's fine too. Um, Really, I almost say you almost need to write for your dream client. And then you can go back and like always optimize and sprinkle in some of those juicy keywords later but um it's you have to kind of marry the two you can't really just don't just like try to write for seo and it sounds robotic and weird and you can't just like write flowery prose for your dream client and, and another thing is i hear i don't know how to well now we've got some, some tools now you got some new tools i hear oh I, i'm not a good writer i don't know what to write so now we've got ai we've got like Different AI tools, which you might think I would hate AI based on my business, and I don't. It's a tool. It's it's a part of your toolbox. Mm -hmm. However, you can't just throw your keyword in. Well, I would be very Mm wary of just throwing in the keyword and some prompts and Chat and copying and pasting on your site. I just would not do that. It gives you a really good start. You've got, you know, you've got the keyword, maybe you've got the topic. It will generate some copy for you. But then it's really important to like read through it, go through it, and don't just take it from the robots. <laughs> add your own spin on it or add a little mm. bit of your own um, editing to it. But yeah. I think it's, it's so important to make it
0: more human, you know? Like, even if it's not yeah. perfect, even if there's spelling mistakes, I'd rather a spelling mistake any day compared to an AI written, something perfect that kind of doesn't make sense.
1: Exactly, yeah. And, you know, speaking of, like, typos, you know, it's like people get people stress about that too. Like, oh, well, I don't want to mess up or if it's typo or something bad. I mean... At the end of the day, you can always fix it later if someone finds it or if you totally. notice it. And it does. It seems real. And you know what? You're a photographer, a designer, an artist. Like, I, you're not like, no one's expecting you to be a perfect writer or what means. So, mm. yeah, a novelist. Yeah.
0: Hey, makey breakers. If you want to download a workbook for today's episode, just go to jialong.co forward slash. Two six zero. That's jialong.co forward slash 260. You can download it and you can fill in all the little sections for your goals so you can have a successful 2024. I'm going to give one more tip as well. This is like like for your dream client, but a lot of things that I see wrong on someone's website, and this is like, especially photographers, I'd say like mm, 89%. Well, photographers get this wrong. There's a random number, but hey, it sounds believable. They don't have enough buying information on their website or on their homepage, mm. like not enough buying information. So I'll jump on and they go, okay, so they'll say like um, Los Angeles wedding photographer and they've stuffed the keyword in there a few times. But then I don't really know anything else. Or they, they don't even say where they are, for instance. like So it might they might just say I'm like a wedding photographer. So I jump on. I'm like, okay, so I don't know where you are. I don't know if you travel. I don't know if you shoot photos or video. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can see uh, like your photos. But then when I look at the photos, I'm like, I don't know if this is a bridal company. I don't know if this is a dress company. Like I don't know. And so what happens is... If you're thinking about someone that's on on Google and then they've got questions and then you're answering those questions, if they get on their web on your website, they can't leave with more questions. They need more answers mm. than any questions. So if they go through and they're like, don't know if you travel, don't know if you do albums, don't know if you have a second photographer, don't know if you work with other people, don't know if you do full days, don't know if you shoot ethnic wed- ethnic weddings, don't know. Like I just don't know. Like I have no idea except that you're a documentary wedding photographer or something like that, you know, or something real blanket that everybody does. So I do believe that like it's important when we're thinking about all the copy on our website that is there enough buying information that someone will be able to make a decision to book you solely from your website without having a jump on a call with you? Because the only reason why someone needs to jump on a call with you in fact, is because you don't have enough buying information on there. So they've got more questions. So if you can answer all those questions and you can create trust by like putting a video on there so they can see you, um, they can hear you, they can see your mannerisms, things like that. It's going to change the game. But all the biggest photographers, because I know that niche, they don't do client meetings. And one reason is because people know them when they see social media, but also there's enough buying information on their site and they've really thought about it. So I think that is a really, really important thing for us to think about.
1: Yeah, that's good. And that actually kind of leads into my my next... Number four. Number four. <laughs> like creating <laughs> a list of 10 blog post ideas. Because what you just said, if someone comes to you with lots of questions, you know, one of the ways I help clients like generate topic ideas that will work really well is I'll ask them during our onboarding, what questions do you get during your in initial call or emailed or in your like...
0: Your DMs. Form. Anyway, DMs, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: What questions are you hearing the most or before before they book or if somebody doesn't book, you know, why why did they not choose you to review? Because um, being able to answer those questions and maybe either on its own just to have it as great content on your site as a, a blog post you can reference or a link to or included in an email sequence. It's great. Or if you can pair it with a keyword if it makes sense. Like what a powerful piece of content on your site that's you know, again, reduce, reuse, recycle. It could be a great SEO cornerstone blog post. You could reuse it and create like social media content out of that. But then know that you need to answer that question on your site then. (laughs) Like if you're getting asked or if it keeps coming up. So yeah, creating a list of um, really good ideas, you know, look at that, those keywords we kind of talked about, identifying what are the couple keywords? What are questions you get asked? um, Resources that you wish you had. If there's like, Sometimes I ask clients, you know, what's something you wish you could like that you had handy? And like, I wish I had like a what to wear guide or how to prepare for the day of your session, especially like newborn. Actually, after going through the process of myself as a new mom, then with one of my clients, I was like, I would love to like create something for you because I would have (laughs) really, I could have benefited from a little more uh, handholding because, you know, you're a new mom, you have a baby and you're supposed to do these photos and you look like crap and feel like crap. Well, you look beautiful. You're a new mom, but you know, like you just don't feel yourself. So, um, creating that type of content that would be helpful to have just on your site and be able to, like I said, include in like email sequences. I, once I could go on with ideas, I can just like keep generating like,
0: (laughs) yeah, so many places that we can, we can, oh yeah.
1: yeah. So, I say list of 10 blog posts, because really if you sit down and ask mm-hmm. yourself, or maybe somebody you know, like a business biz bestie or something like that, and you just kind of brainstorm mm-hmm. these, you probably can come up with 10 pretty easily based on, and what we talked about before, just I meant to, I plan on mentioning it here, but, you know, going to Google and like searching the keyword that you're trying to rank for, or, um, you know, on those lines, and then you can see, you know, what others are searching or more results. You can see, like in your example, you saw nobody's asking about nobody's not nobody's asking, but nobody is creating content around these topics. And they're such small, they seem like small topics, but to somebody that's a big deal, like the sparkler send-off. Oh, some yeah. Some people like deal. that's like a big deal to them. So I'm sure finding your content is like uh, they're relieved, like, oh, oh great, here's some like resource for me. Um, so coming up with content like that that's um not, you know, shared yet by somebody, or like I said, the client that we I found that it said um People also ask, like, why is it so expensive? I think mean, that's what it said. Why mm. is newborn photography professional? It said, why is professional newborn photography so expensive? And then she was willing to do that um, blog topic, which we just posted. So I can't speak to the results yet. We just posted it um, a few weeks ago. Or also Reddit. Like, Reddit now show up in search.
0: Yeah, wow. Results.
1: So you can go on Reddit and, like, see what are people asking on here. Like, what's kind of a trending topic here? So? So, yeah, I could...
0: I'm gonna, go on and on. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna throw a couple of um objections and limiting beliefs okay. and roadblocks that I hear every single day. What if I don't have photos of the thing that I want to publish? Do I need photos? Do I need videos? Do I need, you know assets for my blog posts?
1: Oh, no. And that's <laughs> like I'm so glad you asked that because I hear that from photographers, like literally every industry. day yeah, I know. yes, but any other industry, and they don't like worry about it, you know what I mean? Like they'll just find a couple of photos and well, actually, with photographers, you have photos just, I know, it, yeah, you don't have to overthink it. Like like I had a client who we wanted to do like um a blog post about baby milestone sessions, and she didn't have like she't only really have like a perfect. I'm like, well, do you have like a newborn session? Yes, of course, she had several. I'm like, well, we can use these. And then later we can always add a couple photos if you win, you do get a milestone session and she was you know it's funny she's like well i don't know it doesn't people aren't really like worried about regular people like me regular folk we're not like psycho we're not analyzing you know the yeah, i want to get much, i want to get know?
0: the um the answer from your blood yeah
1: pulse. yeah and you know photographers in particular i know i keep talking about them and there's others listening but you know photographers you you guys are artists it's your art i understand like it's hard sometimes to think, to, to, you know, it's hard. You want to present your best art to the world. But as your marketer and your friend, I'm here to tell you it's okay. If your images don't quite match the topic, it's going to be fine. Totally no fine, man. Hey, sometimes like
0: photos. you're exactly right. You can show some of your best off wedding photos. It doesn't really matter because, you know, whatever your newborn photos. Because it's just keeping their interest and they know they're on a newborn photographer's website. So they're not like, oh, that's weird. And you know, it really does, I mean, that's totally fine.
1: Yeah, and one of my clients, um, Maui Family Photography in in Maui, you know, she wanted to do a roundup of like her favorite restaurants. And so she wants to eventually go around and take photos of all the restaurants, but she's like, I really wanna just get this, I really wanna do this blog post this month. I'm like, well, let's just use a, a beautiful family session. You know, so it's like, yeah. we should feature, I think 10. So it's like restaurant, like a couple family photos from this one particular session restaurant family photos like I just it's a beautiful post nobody's gonna be like oh well she's the picture of the restaurant
0: (laughs) well you know actually my um best blog post that performed ever was called it was um 10 most unique wedding venues in Melbourne because people wrote in unique and I didn't realize but they really like they love a unique experience so I went out there and I wrote like you know 10 straight away had no photos for most of them because I didn't actually shoot at those venues, but I wanted to. And then what I did was I emailed it out to all the venues and I said, hey guys, I haven't actually shot at your venue yet, which is, you know, like I'm, I'm a little bit bummed about, but I'm making it a goal this year that I'm going to come and shoot at your venue so I can update this blog post. And then from there, they actually started recommending me some work. And then by the end of the year, I was able to fulfill that whole blog post. And then that's probably the reason why it ranks so well too, because I kept updating mm-hmm. it with fresh images. And it was images that like people actually found and, and it'll come back because it was showcased in the actual venue
1: that's so good yes and that's why you're the six figure (laughs) exactly (laughs) you go after it yeah
0: so I mean like I mean that's a pretty cool way of just like setting yourself a challenge when it comes to blog posts like if and especially gamifying it like if you feel like right now it's like man like blog posts are boring I don't know honestly the way that I like think about these things is like how can you make it fun for yourself like how can you gamify it? How could you make more friends with it? How could you maybe show up and do a video? Maybe you could read it and put an um, audio snippet on there as well. Like maybe you could make a challenge to go out there and take some more images. Maybe you could set up some images. Like what could you do? Maybe you could collaborate with someone to get a video to like feature on there. Maybe a videographer that you usually recommends. Ask them if they've got any videos from that venue and then embed that in there and talk about why you shared that video from that person. You know, there's so many things that you could do to make it really fun.
1: Yes, I love that. Yeah, and I also truly believe too, like kind of what you did, basically put your ask into the universe. Um, like you, at, you reached out to the venues. I'd love to shoot, um, at your venue, or you know, branding photographers. Actually, a couple of clients we've done this where they've reached out. We wanted to feature a local business just because they heard about them through networking or just connections. Like, oh, this business is so cool. I'd love to feature them, but I don't have photos. So hey, I'd love to feature on my blog. Post do you mind if we get a couple photos or you know just putting the ask out there like putting on social mm-hmm. media like you know the client with the baby you know she was wanting some different um like milestone baby photos what if she just did a post on social media like I would love to book a six month sitter session you know let me know or someone you know <laughs> not doing it for free I'm not saying you're doing that for free but just what if you just put the ask out there
0: but that's to the universe man You will never get to something you don't ask for. <laughs> yes,
1: I've learned that. Yes.
0: So number five.
1: Number five, and this one might be the most important. It's And it's like one of my favorites. is tracking the success. So not just, you know, it's the this second half of the process. So you put a blog post up, you did all the hard work, you found a couple of keywords, you create the, the blog post, you put it up did there.
0: It's the so now it, this part did is did like, the work. you're sitting back with a cocktail and you're just watching Google Analytics.
1: <laughs> I know. Not, sometimes I do look. Just I'm watching everything roll in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just making sure that you are set up um, with the right tracking tools and then checking in on them. Um, the two, actually, I use three for clients that I'm tracking. The first is Google Analytics, which, if you are anything to do with analytics, you know G four is not the best, which is why I don't just rely on Google Analytics, but so. Making sure your Google Analytics 4 is set up that helps show, you know, where your traffic's coming from, your top, like, traffic sources. What um,
0: pages do they land on? As in, like, what blog posts are doing the best? Yeah.
1: What pages, yep. Uh, the time on the page, all that good stuff. Um, so that's really, really important. Uh, I guess you could Google how to do it if you don't have it. <laughs> Just YouTube and them. There's this YouTube.
0: is also, anyone that's out there and you're thinking about doing blog posts and stuff like that, this is also a non-negotiable step.
1: Yes. Oh, I should, yeah, that's good. <laughs> it really it is though. And yeah. Yeah. And the um the second tool is the Google Search Console, which you mentioned, but this one's really important. And it's confusing because you if you have to set up both. Google is a little clunky where it's like you should be able to set up one Google like dash tool That'd you can access.
0: Hmm.
1: I know someday. But so if you if you're not sure if you're listening, like I don't know if I have Google Search Console. If you don't think you have it, you might not, because <laughs> you probably, you have to go through a process to set it up. But if you just Google, Google search console, haha, um, and go through the prompts, um, it's pretty easy to set up. And that gives you like, what are your top search terms on your site? Like what's actually being Googled and driving traffic to your site? Um, so we're kind of keeping an eye on that. And I, I, you know, I get asked, well, how often? Well, I, I look once a month. Put a thing on your calendar and you're like an event in your calendar, an appointment or um, You know, I I use Asana to manage my tasks. So I have like a weekly, I I look every week, but I'm different. You just have to look once a month. It's a reoccurring weekly task to check in to see, you know, what what keywords are really driving traffic to your site um, and where you're ranking in Google as well. And really the goal is you'd want to start to see an uptick in traffic and you start to see those blog posts Start ranking in Google and bringing more traffic. With my clients, I really want to see search um, organic search as their top source of traffic because that's like once that's once we're really going, we've got some good content and we're getting mm. some good traffic. That's I say free. I mean, you're paying for you're paying for some help, but once it's there, it's there. It's your content. Like it's driving traffic to your site. Then from then on out, um, and then one more tool I just want to mention, or just having a third party tool. I use Div D I I B. Um, it's kind of like SEMrush, SEMrush, if you're familiar. But it's,
0: Yeah, on I'm, I'm SEMrush, yeah.
1: Yes, of course, of course you do. But Div is similar. It was kind of sold to me as like a more affordable version than SEMrush. But either of those tools can be really helpful to get, get, you know, even good ideas too. They can, It gives you good content ideas, backlink ideas. I get a little too technical. So if anyone's listening and they're like, wow, really the Google Analytics and Google Search Console, those two are, you must have those. You really should to just track how um, your SEO projects are going and how things are ranking. And again, you don't have to look every day, but looking at least once a month, check in and see, you want to start to see some of those keywords that you're trying to rank for start showing up.
0: I love that. So with um, Google Console, do you actually index your blog posts as well? Because I know they've got like a yes. feature on there where you go in, you can actually index and tell Google that your blog post exists.
1: Yep. Yes. Yeah. So... It's like my favorite feature yeah, I, it is (laughs) so yes okay i'm glad you brought that up i don't i don't i didn't want to get like too down in the weeds and like but yes definitely look into how to index you could index blog posts like you said so after you publish your client's blog post, we submit it and making sure you submit your sitemap (laughs) to google yes i feel bad i'm giving all these like giving your listeners so much homework but you know
0: that's right they need to listen to this whole episode twice it's good (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, but um, yeah. submitting your sitemap is like giving your website to Google on on a platter. I mean, it doesn't guarantee. I wish if I did that, I would just like make you go to the first page. But you're like serving Google your website on a platter.
0: Mm. All right. I'm going to do a recap. So number one, we really talked about identifying your target keywords and your keyword, you really emphasize, don't do any keyword stuffing where you sort of just put it in randomly in your website. It needs to make sense and it needs to be on multiple pages in multiple times and it needs to be the anchor of your whole site. Number two, you really talked about optimizations with your title tags and your meta descriptions and and where all of that's going to be. Number three, you talked about writing for your dream client, but also writing for Google and not emphasizing one over the other. Because if you emphasize over Google, then it's going to sound like you're talking to a robot. And if you emphasize just to your client, it's probably going to be a lot of fluff and it makes no sense to actually anybody. Also, side note, I kind of really hate feel words. So that's me. Whenever I get on someone's website and it's just fluff after fluff, I'm like, unfortunately, like might have worked in 2011, but please, like, let's get to the chase. (laughs) Like people are reading information and we can do it in a nice way that doesn't say the same words as everybody else, you know. So that's just a side note. Number four was create a list of 10 blog post ideas, get after it, write them. You can use AI to help you, but make sure that you put in your own spin into it. It doesn't need to be perfect. It's better to have spelling mistakes and be less perfect because people want to know that you're a human and that you're just like them and they're not reading, you know, chat GPT. And I, I believe that's just so much better. And probably Google's going to know if it's written by AI as well. So I think that's really important. Don't hold yourself back for any limiting belief that you have where, you know, there's a reason why you can't do it ask yourself, is this a real reason or is this just me making an excuse and procrastinating? Because if that's the case, then let's move forward and get rid of that reason. And reasons could be, I don't have photos, I don't have enough you know, video, I don't have enough ideas or whatever it is. So we can work our way through those things. And number five was track that success, sit back, have a martini and watch the leads roll in on Google Search Console and on Google Analytics as well. Does that sound about right?
1: Yeah, nailed it.
0: And just to go deeper on the Google Analytics, um, you really did talk about like those keywords that we started on on step one. You want to start seeing more traffic coming in because of those keywords. And hey, one handy piece of advice that I can give as well from like I've ranked a lot of stuff in Google for myself... Don't think one blog post is going to do it for you because it just will Mm. not. Like I remember, and I said this before, like I had a couple of blog posts. I had probably three or four blog posts in my career on that wedding photography site that had about 70 blog posts. That brought in all my leads. The other ones that wow. didn't do well. And like, that's fine because I just think you got to keep showing up and you got to keep doing it. And you're going to be glad that you did do it because when one does hit, it's going to really help your business. So don't be as disheartened if even if the 10 that they didn't, like maybe one didn't do well or maybe 10 of them didn't do well. Hey, do another 10 and then do it again and do it again.
1: Yes. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly right.
0: do you have any last pieces of advice for someone that's looking at the giant mountain that they're about to climb
1: i know i was afraid like i was happy to talk about this topic and to share this but i I worry like you know like i said i don't want to overwhelm someone especially when there's so much on their plate but really just dedicate like an hour a week or half hour a week and that's it man that's what 52
0: 52 hours at the end of the year that means you put into seo which is way more than enough like that's perfect
1: Yes, and honestly, probably way more than your competition is doing right now. You know, well, we don't
0: probably know, at least fifty hours more than your competition.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, setting aside some dedicated time, uh, you know, every week to work on your your content, and like I said, you know, mentioned a couple times, you know, you can double dip. Like if you set down, set aside an hour of like marketing time a week, you can start checking off some of these things that we've given you today, uh, and then at the same time, you can make you know have a little other list going like for social media and then you've got some great social media ideas so try to find ways to um you know double dip and make it work for you and like you said gamify it too maybe if it's mm. like you know give yourself the goal of like writing two blog posts this month maybe you could challenge a, a biz bestie or somebody in your your coaching group or something or someone going through an online course with you and say okay hold me accountable like let's both do the our two blog maybe. posts yeah and then you've got each other to kind of hold yourselves accountable and you know now with chat and ai like there's no excuse. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, you've got the, the yeah. big objection I used to hear was like, I'm not a good writer. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to get started. You know, the blank page would just stare at me. I'm like, well, now that's eliminated pretty much, you know, like you've got these tools at your fingertips, so use them.
0: That's so good. Hey, I think the last little tip, I'm just thinking now of um, like ways to get ideas as well. What I've seen lately, especially in the last 12 months, is like a lot of, especially photographers, but creatives, obsessing over creating reels. And they've been creating amazing reels with mm-hmm. amazing ideas. And all you need to do is go through your social media account and have a look, especially the best performing ones, and then write a blog post based on that reel. Because you already know it's doing really well, you know? And so like, why not do that? I think that like reversing it, like what we said before, is really going, you've already done the work, literally. So why not put it in every time that you've got a new idea and you're scripting out a new thing for your reel or something, turn it into a blog post.
1: That's brilliant. Yes, that's perfect.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for jumping on my show, actually, and talking to my audience. Where can we find you? And if we want to outsource our SEO to you, can we do that?
1: Oh my gosh. Yes, of course. Um, I would say I'm most active on Instagram at CL, my initials CL content marketing. Um, so definitely feel free to like DM me any questions or, you know, check out some of my, my resources there. Always love meeting new people from all around the world. And then my website, clcontentmarketing.com. I've got some resources on there. Um, feel free to subscribe to my email. I just rolled my email today for this week. And <laughs> I got a little sassy. <laughs> um, but welcome to join my list. Um, but yeah, oh, my, I want to
0: my, read this email now. <laughs> yeah, it's, not that,
1: it's not that sassy, but a little, a little bit, a little spicy. <laughs> but thanks so, for having me. I really appreciate it. And it's so fun, like technology. Like I feel like it's just great how it like, brings us all together. Like I found you actually scrolling on Instagram, like on the reels. Yeah. I was just scrolling and doing nothing. And then you, one of your videos popped up and I was like, well, this guy is cool. <laughs> so that I fo- started following you. I can't remember. It was like probably last fall, maybe fall or summer. Um, so I, it's great. Like social media just brings us all together across the world. I think that's so cool.
0: It is really cool. And it's cool that you get to do this for other people as well. You know, marketing, connecting people, because that's all it is. Is just like putting your best foot forward and connecting people so people can actually find you. And what's really interesting, like especially even with photographers and all these people out there is they're so talented and they just need to get seen you know and so like a lot of the times that's like the biggest problem and so doing all this work it won't get wasted like it doing this work really does help because it doesn't just help with seo and with google like creating these habits putting in the work like this is going to help you create content and think differently with your marketing through all social media and search engine you know dashboards that are out there for you and that come in the future as well so it's a really good habit to get into So thank you so much for being on here.
1: Yes, thank you for having me.